and welcome to the MB Om podcast, where you will learn to master the business of yoga with guests from around the world who have experienced becoming successful yoga teachers, studio owners, and much more. Now, here's your host, Amanda Kingsmith. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the MB Om podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Yoga Boss Babe. Yoga Boss Babe is a monthly lifestyle subscription box for passionate and motivated female yoga entrepreneurs who want to build and grow their yoga businesses. Each month, you receive a box of goodies delivered right to your doorstep. The box is designed with a theme. It'll help you keep on track and feeling inspired with your business, as well as thinking of new and creative ways to grow your business. This month, we got a box on essential oils. This was super awesome because I kind of low-key love essential oils. It came with a workshop on how to put together your own essential oils and DIY products, as well as a book on blending your own essential oils, as well as all the things that you needed for making your own essential oils. And each month, it's different. We've had boxes on podcasting, boxes on retreats, boxes on private yoga. So it really helps you kind of think outside the box and challenge your business and what you think is going to work for your business. So if you're interested in Yoga Boss Babe, head on over to yogabossbabe.com, use promo code M-B-O-M, M-B-O-M, and get a discount off your first box. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Offering Tree. Most wellness professionals struggle with creating a website and a digital presence. So Offering Tree created easy-to-use software that guides yoga teachers through the process in about 30 minutes. That's right. You can have a website in 30 minutes. Offering Tree's website tools allow teachers to put their schedule on their own branded website and allows their students to book classes and even pay online. Your Offering Tree website will have a whole host of other tools to help you be a successful teacher, like newsletter and a blog, website traffic analytics, search engine optimization, client communication tools, and more. Offering Tree really does make it simple to have a website and take care of the tech side of teaching. I even tried it out myself just to make sure that they were not making anything up when it came to the 30-minute mark. They're not. It is seriously so simple. There's no finding a hosting platform, deciding which website platform to be on. You just go on, follow the prompts, put your information, your photos, your schedule in, and you're ready to go. This is seriously so simple. So if you're interested in checking this out, head on over to offeringtree.com forward slash MBOM. Oh yeah. And one thing I didn't mention is that it's completely free. So go ahead, check it out, offeringtree.com forward slash MBOM. See if it's the right fit for you and let me know what you think. All right, on to today's episode of the podcast. I am very excited to be joined by Vanessa Rossler, who is the founder of All You Can Yoga. All You Can Yoga is a yoga brand that offers teacher training programs built off of that yoga brand. So when you sign up for All You Can Yoga, you learn their methodology of teaching and then you become an All You Can Yoga teacher. Now, you're not stuck within teaching the confines of what they offer. It's just a way to help you build a brand, to become a great yoga teacher and so much more. So Vanessa and I talk about so much stuff on this episode. We talk about how she first got into yoga, how she developed All You Can Yoga, about the business and the programs there some of the biggest business lessons she's learned, as well as advice for all the new teachers out there. So without further ado, here is Vanessa. Hey, Amanda, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited to be chatting with you as well. And where are you joining me from today? I live in Miami, sunny Miami, very hot right now. Yeah. (laughs) Originally from Caracas, Venezuela. 
So I'm a Latino girl. Yeah, amazing. And that that's incredible that you've been able to set up in Miami. Is is your business run out of Miami? Yeah, we are based in the world, really. We don't really have any headquarters, actually. The whole team is spread around the world. We have, well, I I live in Miami, and then Kelly, who is my everything, really. She's my my right, right hand. She lives in Colombia. And then we have Alan, who lives in Caracas. And then we have Nikki, who runs the numbers. And she lives, she's a nomad, but she's now in Canada. And who else we have in our team? Our whole IT team and web designers, web development are in Israel. So we are truly living the, <laughs> the these eras. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool to hear that. I love that. As somebody who's like nomadic and, and works remotely, I always love like connecting with businesses that do that as well. Yeah, where where are you now? Uh, so I'm up in Canada right now, which is where I'm originally from. I live in Alberta, but we don't spend winters here. So I spent the winter in Mexico City. Uh, I love Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Mexico is amazing. I love South America as well. So, So all those places are great. I'm going actually tomorrow. I'm traveling to Tulum for my baby moon. <laughs> oh, amazing. I love Tulum. You've been before? Yeah, we did our honeymoon there and now we're doing the baby moon and I think it's going to be like a family tradition. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. And so your most of your trainings and stuff are run in English. Do you guys run stuff in Spanish as well? Yeah, all of our trainings are actually in English, Spanish, and Dutch. <laughs> Only because we have all you can yoga leaders in the Netherlands. So they did the work of translating some of the of the materials and some of the contents to to their language. So basically we we have a a solid structure of a curriculum and a teaching methodology, but it can be translated to any language, really. Yoga, yoga is universal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think it's really cool that you've been able to have such a global team that allows you to create a program that can be in any language, because I think that that's a really amazing thing. Yeah, my, my dream was always location independence and freedom. I feel no, that. <laughs> I can truly say that I'm living the dream in that aspect. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. That's so cool to hear. And I definitely want to dive in more, more about that and hear how you got there. But let's back up a little bit. Can you tell me your story about how you first got into yoga? Of course. So, well, I've always been an entrepreneur. I founded my first company, Vanilla Shake, in 2008. Vanilla Shake, it's still a branding studio based in Miami, and they specialize in startup businesses. And that was truly amazing. It it really laid the foundation for, for All You Can Yoga. And then All You Can Yoga started organically in early 2013, right after I became a yoga teacher. I did my teacher training with Terry Cooper. It took me a whole year to graduate. I wanted a long format training in order to 
to keep working and keep living my life. I never intended to be a yoga teacher. And every time, every year, me and my partner from Vanilla Shake would choose one part of the world and travel and close the studio for a whole month and just go there. So the year that I graduated as a yoga teacher, we went to Southeast Asia and I decided to add a little purpose to our trip. So we started giving donation-based classes to people who cross our path and, and to travelers that, that join our, our experiences there. And what I used to promote the, the classes was a huge piece of pay of a, it was like a flag, right? And we still have it. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge piece of fabric with the name All You Can Yoga and the logo. So since then, really, our mission has been to make yoga more accessible to everyone everywhere. And uh, we invest in the talent of many yoga teachers around the world. We empower them with education, with technology, and the collective expertise of the whole community. And what was interesting in that trip was that I opened the Instagram account, All You Can Yoga, just to share my yoga adventures with my friends and family back home. And I had huge classes. And what we found out was that there was a beautiful digital yoga community and so many teachers around the world who wanted to belong to something bigger, right? They they wanted a sense of belonging. They wanted, they wanted to connect with like-minded people, people who share their lifestyle, their philosophy. And we all wanted to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And, and this, is, this is what All You Can Yoga is. Community for, for all of us to share knowledge, share content, and grow together professionally, spiritually, yeah. 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 I love that. I think that's incredible. And it, it's really cool to me that, you know, this company that's so much bigger than just donation, donation classes started out that way. And I'm curious, you know, at that point, so you're over in Southeast Asia, you're like, let's teach some donation classes. Did you have any idea of, you know, five years later where all you can yoga would be? Like, did you kind of have this vision for it? Or was it very much just like, as you went, you just grew more and more? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know every anything back there, really. <laughs> so, as I told you, it just started, right? And and then we were growing on followers on social media, and we didn't know what to do with it. And uh, it was like that for for I think maybe two years that we were like, okay, <laughs> what do we do? Like we know that. We want something big and we know that we have something good because our intention was always pure, right? To make yoga more accessible. And I had to, I had to be really honest with myself and ask myself, what is my purpose? What do I really want to do? Like, how do I want to spend my days? How do I want to spend my time And I realized that I didn't want to be just a brand, you know, or sell clothing or promote other people's classes. 
I wanted to promote yoga education. So since then, since I was really, really honest with my heart's desire of making yoga education more accessible to the world, we, we developed our main product. And our, our main product is a 200-hour teacher training curriculum. We simplify the business of yoga by sharing resources, creative tools. So our current clients, we call them the all-you-can-yoga leaders, so that they can focus on what they do best, which is to teach yoga. Mm-hmm. And we take care of the rest. Yeah, I love that. I think that that's amazing. And and I'm curious if we if we back up to when you first did your teacher training, you said you never expected to be a yoga teacher. What was it that that drew you towards taking that first training? Well, I was practicing since since I moved here to the states, really. It was in 2003. So, I fell in love with yoga really slowly. It wasn't like love at first sight or anything like that. I was like two years, three years, maybe practicing on and off. And like I used to smoke and I used to party. (laughs) You know, it was all of those things. And then I started becoming really addicted to yoga at one point. I can't really remember what year was it, but I started going to yoga maybe three times a week and then four times a week and then five times a week. And then I was doing yoga every damn day and I started to injure myself. I became hyperflexible with hyperflexibility comes more mobility and with more mobility, the more chance that you get injured during practice. So I was practicing yoga and then I had to take one or two weeks off because I had a torn muscle or something aching. And uh, it got to a point where, where I had that inner conversation, right? And I was like, okay, there's something that I'm not doing right. I was asking my teachers back then and they, they used to respond things like, oh, just listen to your body, honey. You know, and I was like, okay, clearly. I don't know how to listen to my body. <laughs> I need you to tell me what to do. And and it seemed like nobody knew what I was doing wrong. I had a, a strong physical practice, but I was really overcompensating in my in my flexibility. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really where where I decided, okay, if I wanna continue my yoga practice, I need to learn how to listen to my body. And to learn how to listen to my body, I need to go deeper into it. I need to go deeper into anatomy. I need to go deeper into the principles of practice. I need to go deeper into alignment. And and so I did. <laughs> That's amazing. And at that point, you still were like never intending to actually be a yoga teacher? No. If I tell you the truth, I used to skip the sessions where I knew I had to teach. And and this was because English wasn't my first language and I still make mistakes a lot (laughs) while I talk and in my practice and while I teach also. (laughs) So 
So I, I was, I think, self-conscious with this. And uh, my my fifth chakra, my Vishuddha chakra was was deficient in this aspect. I was I was afraid to use my voice. I was afraid to speak in another language. I was afraid that I didn't know the words or that I was going to make mistakes. And this was one of the most beautiful outcomes of the teacher training. And that was the power of finding my own voice and the power of communication and, and self-expression. Since I moved to Miami, all my friends were Latin. Mm -hmm. I didn't have one English spoken friend. And in my teacher training, my perspective of the world really got bigger. And uh, it was beautiful in that sense as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's, it's funny that you bring up having like a Latino community while you're in the United States, because I felt kind of like the same way when I was in, in Mexico. It's like I ended up meeting like a lot of people who are from Canada or the U.S., like my language teacher was like, your Spanish should be like perfect by now. Like, why aren't you fluent? And I was like, cause I hang out with like all expats. <laughs> he's like, he's like, why do you hang out with all expats? And I was like, cause my Spanish isn't good enough. And he's like, then hang out with Mexicans. So your Spanish gets better. And I'm like, it's just this vicious circle, but there's something nice about when you're in a country that's so foreign to feel like there's like a community that feels like home. Yeah, definitely. But, but it's also getting out of the comfort zone that you grow and I can blame my teacher training for my, for myself right now and for having, you know, friends from all around the world and for having a business that, that it's multicultural and, and all of that is, is thanks to my teacher training. Yeah. So I always joke with my teacher, with Terry, I say, you know what, yoga fucked my life. <laughs> <laughs> But in the most amazing, most beautiful way possible. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I completely agree. I think that it's like, you know, it's uncomfortable to get outside of our comfort zone, right? But that's those really are the places that we grow. And I've heard from quite a few people that it can be, you know, it's challenging when you're not speaking in your first language. And I remember in my teacher training, there was a girl from Portugal there and she was consistently like a little bit nervous to to do the teaching as well because it wasn't her first language. And I empathize with that as somebody who speaks some Spanish, like teaching yoga in Spanish is the idea is terrifying to me. And then also just when you're starting to teach, it's like you're trying to find your words anyways. So it's like when you're searching your brain for the words and then the words in another language, it's it's certainly challenging. How are you able to sort of overcome that and become more confident teaching in English? I just started doing it. And I was the founder of a program within my teacher training. It was called Playing Teacher. So it was all the Latino friends. <laughs> and we said, okay, we need to practice. We suck. Let's practice and laugh at each other. So once a week, we would get together and just practice teaching and play and laugh. and. I, at the beginning, I was really slow, you know, like one sun salutation could take like 15 minutes 
because I was trying to find the words and 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 say the the cues and all of this and slowly but surely I became better and better and better and now I feel more comfortable actually teaching in English than Spanish only because in Spanish you need like a thousand words to say two words in English <laughs> the same thing it's kind of sanskrit that's so funny you know, you know how in sanskrit you say one word and in english you have to explain it with a whole paragraph so that's that's kind of the idea of english and spanish but opposite mm -hmm. <laughs> so in spanish you need a whole paragraph and in english you say it in one word and uh, Yeah, but it, it was all practice and it was all out of love and overcoming self-judgment is, is that. It's the willingness of failing and doing it wrong and having the courage to just step back up and do it again and do it again and do it again. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's really cool to hear and good for you for pushing through that through that discomfort to find some comfort within it cuz yeah, I I know that it's hard for sure and I the world is a better place because you did do that cuz now we get to enjoy all of your teachings in English as well as Spanish. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but it was tough, but it it definitely was it was worth it. Mhm. Mm yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, my experience in, in anything that's hard is like, it's the, the things that really challenge us that are often like the most worth it. Like we look back and we're like, I'm so glad that I pushed through that. That was really worth it for me. Um, as opposed to just like sitting there and being like, I'll just stay in like the easy, the easy side, the easy lane of this. It's, you always get so far when you push through those challenges. Yeah, totally. And so You started teaching, you took that trip to Southeast Asia, you said pretty much right after you started teaching. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, awesome. And so that's when All You Can Yoga is born. And then you said that, you know, creating the product was kind of what you guys did when you got back. Can you walk me through, I guess, like the business side of creating All You Can Yoga and growing it into what it is now? Sure. So we started being an online community. And back then, we didn't have weeks as we have now. So since my background was on web design and branding and all of this, we said, okay, maybe if people want to belong to something and they are really depending on the marketing efforts of, of the studios that they work at, let's create like a platform that it's similar to, to Facebook for yoga and also to share their schedules, you know. So we, we developed this platform where teachers around the world could share the times and the locations and the style of the class that they were teaching. And they started for free. So we had... We had close to 5,000 people registering and registering their classes in, but we didn't have any idea of how to monetize it. And so we, we came to this point where that wasn't necessary anymore 
because Wigs was on and, you know, the technology and, and, and all this software was was evolving in a way that people wanted their own URLs. Now, the community shifted from, okay, I want to belong to something bigger to I need to make it on my own and I need to be a yoga celebrity. So we suffered a lot within these two years of, of creation. And this is where I had a conversation with myself and said, okay, do I really want to do that? Do I really want to? promote other people in their classes or is my mission or my purpose being really fulfilled by this and and it was not so I decided to close that and start over two years later and that's where we partner up with Terry with my teacher and she and I together developed a 200-hour curriculum that teachers around the world, teachers with experience, right? So teachers with five or more years of experience can acquire this curriculum. They can customize it. So they really teach what they, what's close to their heart and in the philosophy that they believe in, in, in the style that they practice. And and share it, share it with with their communities. We let them be the stars of of their own communities, and we empower one another with knowledge, with expertise, and with content. So every program that we do is a result of a solid yet flexible collaboration. All You Can Yoga provides the solid component, so it's really everything they need to thrive in the business of yoga. And and the leaders provide the flexible aspect, filling in the blanks to customize the curriculum to their teaching style, to their brand. And if you want to know a little bit more about the business model, it's based on a fixed price to enter the program and then commissions for every student registered to the teacher trainings that are empowered by All You Can Yoga. And not only we give them the content, but we also help them with branding, marketing, registration process, yoga alliance, um, certification of their school and their students, and also all the, the billing and the legal aspects of it. Yeah, that's that's really interesting to hear. And one of the things that I really like about All You Can Yoga is that you're doing so much to help people with the business side of yoga. It's one of the reasons I started MBOM is because I just felt like with my own teacher training, I didn't really get the business side. And with other teacher trainings that I was seeing, it just felt like, you know, we're equipped to come out and teach yoga, but how do we like get jobs at studios and how do we create these businesses and that sort of thing? Um, I'm curious, what are some of the major focuses within your program on like the business side of yoga? Like how do you support people with that stuff? Well, starting off that they don't have to handle money, right? And money is a taboo. 
in the yoga industry for teachers, only for teachers. This is the, the, the weird part of it. People are willing to spend $80 in a yoga pant, but $20 for a private class is like, oh my God, no, <laughs> I'm not going to pay that. That's too much. So that's, I feel one of the problems really with the, the industry of teaching yoga. And uh, also, I believe the industry is like monopolized by, by the yoga celebrities that are, that are amazing, you know, and uh, but are also a little bit unaccessible because they, they, are, they are few and we are a bunch, right, of people who, who are thirsty for more yoga. So I think there's there's a lot of power in in empowering local yoga teachers that are accessible locally and the, and and that can be there on a daily basis for their students. I think that's that's the most important aspect of 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 all that since we we work a lot with with outside of the US communities right so every everywhere in the world is the same there's a taboo of the yoga teacher charging right for their services and having an organization like all you can yoga which is an international a company backing them up, they can blame it on us. And once they they feel the power of charging correctly for their service and for their work, there's instantly a, a an upgrade of self worth. Their teachings are better. Their offerings are better. Their relationships are better because they're 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 living a better life. I've seen people in Colombia, our clients in Colombia, our leaders that have been able to travel for the first time or buy their homes for the first time, and and it's beautiful. You know, it's it's beautiful to see. Someone who has devoted their life to the to the practice of yoga and teach into teaching yoga to be able to make a living that is worth what what they offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree, and it's really cool to hear that somebody from Colombia is able to you know support themselves off of making a living as a teacher. And I'm sure that there's people out there that are you know, maybe a little bit surprised to hear that, especially if they're living in North America and struggling themselves. Uh, But I think you bring up a really, really important point is that we need to be charging for yoga. And it it is kind of silly when somebody, you know, says like, oh, you know what you're charging for a private is too expensive when, you know, in class they've spent, you know, $200 on their outfit. Now, of course, I think that people are entitled to spend their money as they want. But I think that as yoga teachers, if we want to be getting paid that money, we have to be 
you know, not dropping our prices to below what we think it's actually worth and, and devaluing the, the practice and, or not devaluing the practice, like devaluing our, our services and our teaching. Yes, exactly. And this is, this is some of what we teach, uh, in our online courses to become an all you can yoga leader and to be able to teach our curriculum. We, we teach about business model and, and we teach about what are your costs and the, how much are you going to spend in creating the teacher training to see how many students you really need in order to, to make money out of it, in order, in order for it to be, to be real. Uh, I, I, in my experience, and I think this is, this is a collective issue. I have been invited to yoga expos here in Florida, where I have to apply online. So I go online and I apply to be a teacher there. And oh my God, guess what? I was accepted. Whoa. And they make you feel good because you were to apply and you were accepted. And then I drive myself to the yoga expo after spending hours preparing my class and preparing my offerings. And I drive there. I pay for my parking ticket. I teach my class. 70 yogis are there. They have a blissful time. And then I walk home with zero dollars in my pocket minus the $15 of the parking space. So this is collectively what we are taught as yoga teachers. Nobody, like, like who said that I had to teach for free so that this huge yoga corporation makes money out of I don't know how many hundreds or thousands of people who attend to the to the expo, but nobody pays the teacher because it's an honor to be there. And and this is what needs to change. Because if it wasn't for us, the yoga teachers, there weren't students in the yoga expos as well. Right? Mm-hmm. They they would just don't go. <laughs> so so I think one of our missions, um, one of our other missions, really, like a, aside from yoga education, which is really the essential way to teaching yoga more than asana, right? The essential way of teaching yamas and niyamas is, is by teacher training and through going that experience. But beyond that, our, our, our focus, our our purpose is to empower the teachers with with tools and as yoga teachers as spiritual people there's often a, a a disconnection there from from the liberation that comes from the practice and 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 the real world the manifestation we need to manifest money in order to pay our bills and our rent and our food so we're trying to to take away the shame in in charging money 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so, I'm so glad that you guys are doing that. What are, what are some of the ways that you, and obviously you don't have to give out all your kind of like, you know, training secrets and that sort of thing, because people should go take the program. But what are some of the things that you do to start out with, with people who are struggling with maybe like the shame around charging for their money? Like what are some, some exercises and stuff that people can do to work through that? Well, this is all part of the program for teaching a teacher training curriculum, right? So we go through an online program. It's a, it's in person via Zoom. So you get to spend time with other yogis going through the same process and the coaches and myself. And it's, it's a process, right? It, it, it lasts eight weeks. And it's eight modules. So every week we cover a different topic about teaching a teacher training and becoming a teacher of teachers. And they, of course, one of the modules is, is all for registration and how to handle and payments and billings and, and the legal aspect of it and what if and, and, and how to charge for it correctly. Yeah, it's a, I, I, I don't think there's specific exercises or meditations that you can do. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a way of, of being more. And I think it's a gradual process. So it's always better to have someone backing you up. So in, in the case of our leaders and our clients is, is more of a, since they are not the ones to blame, it's easier, right, to start shifting this. Because let's say if a student fail to pay one of the installments for the teacher training, All You Can Yoga has this policy that if you're not up to date with your payments, you can't join a session of teacher training. You have to be uh, all paid up in order to join the sessions. So all you can yoga is the one who sends the email. It's not your teacher. And when a student comes to the teacher and they start with this attitude of like, yes, but this happened and the other thing happened. It's like, listen, this is this is really an international corporation. I, I it's not on me. It's on them, and we handle it by by teaching. First of all, I think discipline, and the, and we also have a system to say, listen, if all the students are not paid up, we don't pay the teacher. So it's a system that works because you really understand the web of yoga, right? Everything is interconnected. So if you are the missing piece, you are also um, affecting other people. You are affecting your teacher to get paid for their efforts. You are, it's not fair for the other students who paid on time. So I think we're being really fair. <laughs> I think we're being really, really fair for the teacher, for the students, and 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 
to teach commitment as well, which is a huge part of, of, of this discipline, of this practice. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys really like practice what you preach in your own business then? We try as much as we can. Yes. And so, so with all you can yoga, so people can do like a 200 hour training. And then from there, does that make them a leader, like an all you can yoga leader or what's kind of like the differentiation there? No, it makes them all you can yoga ambassadors. So they become teachers and they all get their all you can yoga flags and they can go out and plant their flags and scream yoga everywhere and share yoga everywhere and feel the yoga high wherever they go and be part of this brand. We offer also continuing education courses online and they, and all the support for them. We, every time that they are starting a new class or they have an offering, an event, we publish them for free in our Instagram account and our Facebook account. And we give them that sort of extra push in terms of a promotion and publicity. But in order to become an all you can yoga leader, you have to have at least five years of, of experience as a yoga teacher. So we're going to the, the creme of the creme, the top of the top teachers. And the people who decide to join our, our family of leaders teaching certifications around the world are people who really enjoy working in community. We host monthly meetings and we call them leader sanghas. And in each sangha, we choose a topic and we talk about our experiences leading teacher trainings and all, all the things that happen within teacher trainings, how to handle it, how to, how to make the content better, how to teach certain aspects of the content um, in a more playful way or, you know, what games to do um, for it, each topic to make it more uh, interactive. So it, it's it's really a, a process of of feedback and in community, which is great, and and it's 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 all about making a living by doing what we love to do, which mm -hmm. is to share yoga and teach yoga and be in yoga. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and do you find that when you like have these teacher trainees that come through and then they finish and they've got their 200 hour, do they go out and really represent the brand of all you can yoga? Or do you find that some of them go off and kind of create their own brands and their own businesses? It all depends. I, I feel that they have a really strong bond and a really strong connection to all you can yoga. Um, but the reality is that only 5% of people who graduate from teacher trainings are, are teachers. Most of, most of them, they just want to deepen their practice. They don't want to teach. And only 5% or maybe less of the people who graduate from, from all trainings are, even if they, grad, if they register in Yoga Alliance and they want their certification with them, even so, 
only 5% or less actually pursue careers in yoga. So we, we don't do it for the brand representation because we know that in comparison, it's, it's not huge, right? It's, it's like 95% of them probably they, they feel a very strong connection, but they won't represent their brand because they will never become teachers. But, but the 5% who do become yoga teachers, they, they are forever connected with us. And, and, and we have a, a real relationship, you know, a human based relationship. We don't have a, a computer based relationship with them. We know them. Yeah, that's really cool. I guess thinking about from the business side of things, I'm a big advocate of yoga teachers being as entrepreneurs and working for themselves. How do you kind of find that balance of, you know, supporting them with their businesses, but then also, and having them kind of under the the brand of all you can yoga, but then still having them be kind of like solopreneurs or yogipreneurs or whatever you want to call it? Well, as I, as I said before, all our programs are solid and flexible at the same time. So there's the solid aspect of our collaboration in which we always use the same empowered by all you can yoga brand, but, but I am Vanessa empowered by, you know, and, and that's the flexible aspect. And I believe that coming from Krishna Macharya's lineage, this is what he used to teach, that yoga is truly for everyone and that yoga should be tailored to be, to be accommodated for the practitioner, not the practitioner to change its ways, his ways to, to become uh, a certain type of yoga, right? And this is exactly what we do. We honor individuality we honor every philosophy every style we really embrace and we celebrate everything that brings people to the mat so within our family of leaders we have people who teach hatha yoga we have people that come from the yangar style we have power yogis we have vinyasa yogis um, you know, there's, there's such a broad variety, var, var, I can't say this word, variety. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So there, there's a lot of types of, of personalities of, of yoga styles and maintaining that, celebrating that uniqueness of, of each is what keeps them loving the community because we all want to be seen and we all want to stand out in our own way. And I don't believe people want to get into a certain mold anymore. They, they want to shine on their own. So we, we allow them the flexibility to do that and that keeps them engaged. Yeah. And feeling supported as well. 
Yeah, that's amazing. That's really great that you guys have done that. And I love that you've created a brand that like nurtures and supports and helps people with their businesses and with their teaching, but then also gives them that freedom to become who they are and have their own voice at the same time. I think that's really, really awesome that you're doing that and that it's all over the world and all different languages. Uh, just super, super incredible. Um, you join us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm curious, what are some of the biggest business lessons that you've learned through creating All You Can Yoga? Oh, you have to pivot a lot. <laughs> you you have to cultivate a flexible mind over a flexible body and and be willing to make changes because rebirth is a consequence of death. Right. And, and this happened to us like we, we died. Our, our first plan died and uh, we didn't know what to do with it. Right. And if I would say back then, no, oh, th this doesn't work. You know, I, I failed. I, I didn't try again in another way, tweaking it, pivoting. I wouldn't be here talking with you today. So it's it's very important to to have your purpose clear and when you're not clear then meditate on it there's there's plenty of resources and the self uh, self development resources that that one can use to rediscover their their purpose, their career purpose. And this is something that we should be doing every year, really. Like like how you upgrade the software in your cell phone. It's like you also need to check what's what's going on mm -hmm. professionally, personally, and 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 realign and reinvent and and stay relevant. Because the world is changing, people change with technology, with the world. We are all evolving. The practice itself is evolving. So I think that's if if something we've we've been doing is that in order to to keep growing and to to maintain our business going it's a it's a small business and uh, even though we are all over the globe it's still a small business and and small businesses are are challenging and and they they are like babies they require a lot of you so you got to be willing you got to you got to love what you create so much that that you allow it to have a life of itself right like now that i'm pregnant i can see that one of my wishes for for my son is to become who he really is no matter what i want from him no matter what his father may want from him or or our expectations of 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 this soul this soul just for being born he needs to become himself right 
And this is exactly what I feel for businesses as well. They have to have a life on their own and, and you are just there to support. And, and I feel like this has been difficult to learn, but, but it's really what keeps us afloat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that, that beautiful comparison with, with your, your soon to be born son. Um, I think that it's, you know, it's really amazing to think of like people that way to give people this like empowerment to be who they are. But I think it's also really amazing to think about our businesses that way and to kind of take some of the expectation of what we think they need to be off of that and kind of allow them to take their own life and really become kind of move in the direction that they need to go. And I love what you said as well about checking in regularly. I was thinking as you were talking, I was like, it's so funny how we're so diligent about updating our computers and our cell phones and making making sure all the software is good. But do we sit down once a year and do kind of like a deep dive on our businesses? I mean, I'm sure some people do, but I'm not sure if everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, we need to do it. And, uh, and we need to invest in a coach and a mentor and and take the time just as we take the time to hit our mats every day, take the time to to evaluate and, and revisit what we are doing. Because if not, we are go, 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 but we don't have any purpose and we don't have any focus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, when you had sort of the business, you said like the business was sort of failing and then you, you guys brought it back to life in sort of a different way. Was there any point of view that was like, maybe I should just give up on this at that point? Of course. <laughs> How did you sort of work through that and, and get to where you are now? I think once you make the decision and you realize, okay, this is not working, but I can't just let it die. Right. It's, it's like, okay. I realize that this is not right, but it's not dead. <laughs> like I, I, I know that I have something good. I just need to switch it, tweak it. So once you take that decision and that's kind of clear in your mind, then the universe starts to conspire with you and provides you and brings you alternatives, opportunities, solutions, and, and ideas. But focusing on the negative and just, you know, saying this doesn't work and that's it. And I don't know, I'm going to go out and do something else. Then it would be, it, it would be a, another story. But I think to overcome it, I just knew that I didn't see myself doing any other thing but all you can yoga. <laughs> and I still do. I still see myself doing all you can yoga. So for as long as I keep seeing myself at all you can yoga and not elsewhere, I think it doesn't matter how many times. I need to upgrade or change the business model or what we do or our focus. Um, it's, it's, 
it's going to continue to have a life of its own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that it's a good reminder that if you really want something, you know, work towards it and it's not going to be easy, but if you want it, just have that visualization of it and just keep, keep stepping in the direction, even if you're taking baby steps every single day. Exactly. But, but it's, it's all your vision, right? Where do you see yourself? And, and, and that's why you need a mentor or someone to help you clear that vision to help you, you know, wash the window and, and, and kind of see through where do you see yourself? How, how do you want to spend your time? How do you want to spend the hours of your day? Doing what? With who? And, and if you are having a challenge or a, a rough time in your current position, in your current job, ask yourself if you still believe in that intention or if you still believe in, in that philosophy. And if the answer is yes, then stay there and allow allow the universe to conspire to tell you what do you need to change but the first 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 thing is to know that you really want to stay mhm absolutely yeah i i i really like that and so i'm curious you know there's a lot of newer yoga teachers who listen to the podcast if you could give new yoga teachers one piece of advice uh what would it be record yourself teaching <laughs> That's the, yeah, that's, that's a great one. I love that. Why do you suggest that? Well, it's, it's the best way to learn and to become better and to be your own judge is to pl- practice your own classes. So record yourself and practice your own classes. And this will, this will put you in another in another level because you will practice to your own classes and you will know exactly what people feel when they practice with you and you can then modify tweak and and just get better Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I love that I know the first time I did the first time I created an online course was a really eye-opening experience for me. Like one, it was like really weird to watch myself. So I was like, oh, is that what I look like doing that? But then it was also really, really interesting to just hear the way that I spoke and to kind of look at like, okay, you know, that cue sounds a little bit awkward. Like maybe I could shift the way that I say that. And yeah, really, really powerful learning. So I I love that piece of advice. Yeah, definitely. And one of the... One of the things that we offer at All You Can Yoga and one of the things that I personally offer, it's a, a, a online course, it's three weeks, and it's called Build Your Yoga Brand. And it's more of a mentorship one-on-one with me, and we meet for three hours, for three sessions, so three weekly sessions of three hours each. And on each session, we revisit the purpose, the the professional purpose of the yoga teacher. And 
we go through a bunch of exercises to learn about the competition and how can you really step out? How can you really shine in in this industry by being yourself and 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 really focusing the energy in 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 your own talents and abilities with your own unique personality traits and we also go through a process of a canvas model it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing because we create a business model but it's a business model based on you and your life so The costs are not only monetary things, but also time or stress, you know? So it, it's really going much deeper than only creating a business model. It creates a business model that works for your lifestyle and for the lifestyle that you want to create for yourself. And This is what I do every year. <laughs> like I do it for myself with my mentor every single year. So we offer it at All You Can Yoga as well. And this is one of my my main biggest offerings right now. I love to work with people one-on-one, -on -one. Um, especially now that I'm having a baby and I want have the time to spend 200 hours in a studio and do my teacher trainings anymore. I'm kind of shifting um, based on this knowledge, right? Like what serves my purpose for my life right now? And how can I make the best of, of the time that I have, right? So this is where my personal career, aside from all you can yoga, is shifting. I'm focusing more on this online one-on-one -on -one, um, interactive sessions because we see each other via Zoom or Skype. So we, it's like we're there, but we're not in the same room. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we work together. So if anybody who's listening is uh, interested in that, you can go to allyoucanyoga.com. And you'll see it under grow and it's build your yoga brand. Okay. Amazing. And then you guys are all you can yoga on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much for this conversation today, Vanessa. It's been so fun talking with you and learning about your business. And I'll definitely put links to everything in the show notes so that people can find more about that as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I hope that we can do it again. And uh, yeah, stay connected. Know that All You Can Yoga has its doors open to you and your community and everybody who's listening. And all blessings. Amazing. Thank you. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. Make sure you go check out Vanessa and All You Can Yoga. As always, you can find show notes at mbomyoga.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Mastering the Business of Yoga. You can join the online program Yoga Business Bootcamp at yogabusinessbootcamp.teachable.com or mbomyoga.com 
yoga.com forward slash yoga business bootcamp, whichever one's easier to remember as you're driving or walking or running or whatever you're doing right now. You can also join the private Facebook community at Yoga Business Badasses. Thanks again to our sponsors, Yoga Boss Babe and Offering Tree. I'm forever grateful for them to sponsor the show. It allows me to continue to produce great episodes for you guys. And thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Namaste.